This episode is available to watch as a video podcast exclusively on the Talking Backwards Patreon page. Sign up today over at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. Welcome back to Talking Backwards, a Twin Peaks podcast. I'm Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. Hello. Uh, we're, doing a, we're doing a hot start. We're hey. coming in hot. Yeah, we're coming in hot. <laughs> uh, hot start today. Yeah. Uh, we're not alone in the, in the Red Room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a very special guest. Uh, this is uh, Jesse Brooks, a.k.a. Sign Peaks. Woo! You know what Sign Peaks hey, what's is? Up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Sign Peaks, Tyler? Uh, recently, <laughs> recently found out about one of the greatest crossovers on the internet. It's uh, true. Oh, Jess, tell us a little bit about, about how sign peaks, uh, came to be. Sure. Uh, well, um, I discovered twin peaks in 2017, right before the return came out or really right as it was coming out. I had some coworkers that were obsessed with it and just talking about it. So I got into it and uh, I'd been a lifelong Seinfeld fan and I, I think I just started mashing up pictures and quotes and stuff like that just to amuse myself and put them on Instagram and I, slowly it took off uh, I guess because they're just both such good shows uh, that there are some really cool fans on both sides of the aisle and it's just kind of grown uh, since then and uh, takes up a lot of my time which I don't <laughs> mind yeah you you post a lot of great stuff um, the memes are endless and I don't know I mean do you? I mean, I don't know if you know this question. Were you the first sort of? Because there's so many crossover accounts like this. You know, you got the Rested Peaks, like SpongeBob Peaks, like all these other ones. Like, but yours is has to be the biggest. I was the first uh, of the Twin Peaks mashup pages. Nice. Um, I believe uh, Thirty Walk with Me was the second, and that's mashing up Thirty, <laughs> 30 Rock wow. with Twin Peaks, which is one of my favorites. Oh, that's um, and then they just kind of all came from there. But I wasn't the first one to mash okay. up Seinfeld and Twin Peaks. I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Dominic Nero on Twitter. He's a video producer. Uh, he's created uh, like a five-part series of like Seinfeld: The Return. If Seinfeld were directed by David Lynch, and he's used clips from movies that the cast has been in to create this like really dark, twisted, Lynchian uh, miniseries, which I've is amazing. Your, and he started, I've, yeah, I've seen your retweets. And he started it's doing ridiculous. that before I did mine. That's awesome! Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, the work that goes into that too is just uh, you know any, the creativity is is always mind blowing to me, and I I love every bit of it. Um, so thank you uh, for thank for, you. for being here for part 11. Um, thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited about it. Of course, of course. I'd like to talk a little bit more about part 11, Tyler. Haul out your boy for some pat stats, stats, stats. <laughs> there we go. This is part 11 of Twin Peaks The Return, a.k.a. Season 3, Episode 11, a.k.a. There's Fire Where You Are Going from Twin Peaks, the limited event series. How do we start this episode, Dave? Uh, we start, innocently enough, uh, just... A, a, a couple kids uh, having a having a catch. I already just don't buy the situation. Right? Like, yeah. Immediately, if it's <laughs> <laughs> something bad's about to happen. If it's a pleasant situation, <laughs> it's about to go way left turn. It's it's an ear in the lawn. It's yeah. I feel like we've started an episode like this. Yeah. About having a catch. Have we? When else have we had a catch? Maybe I dreamed it. Possibly. Oh. It's I know at one point Dougie land. plays catch with Sonny Jim. I don't think that's happened yet. I think. <laughs> I, I don't think it is. Yeah. Come up yet. You are right, but I don't think that's happened yet. I <laughs> am done. <laughs> that's a massive spoiler, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, that changes everything. Yeah, it changes everything. Um, that's funny, though. Um, I took a note. I don't know if it's initially right away, but in the background, you get to see the bridge that Ronette comes across mm. um, from the pilot. It is in the background. Wow. Here. Yeah. Oh, Good catch. I did not notice that. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Right, is it for sure the same bridge or is it just it a bridge? for sure the same bridge. All right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> not five sure? <laughs> yeah, not five sure. But yeah, the, we're having a catch. Uh, one of the kids misses the ball and drops it like an idiot. <laughs> so he has to go and get it. <laughs> And 
stumbles across what would what, what obviously traumatize me as a child. Yes. Uh, we've just got uh, this lady crawling out of the woods, like a, looking like she's something out of The Walking Dead. For real. Yeah. Just beaten, bloodied, and battered. Uh, it's Miriam from the episode previous. Who I thought was done for. Yeah. Oh, I thought for sure. Because last you see her, she is face down in a pool of blood. Yeah. That's usually... The end. <laughs> that's usually the end a, of her story. A, a yeah. pretty good sign that that's done. Yeah. No, she apparently survived it, and uh, I, I guess she got some help. Just like Ronette survived. Yeah, Ronette survived. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, terrifying. Yep. <laughs> yep. Did not like it. I've uh, seen the episode three times now, and every single time I've hated it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love it. It's but, amazing. But it's awful. upsetting every time. Yes. Uh, not at nearly as upsetting as... And <laughs> a uh, point later, we'll get there. But definitely, <laughs> definitely odd. Uh, we've got uh, Becky, who we've met. This is the daughter of Shelley, mm-hmm. and she's got a call about something, and doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, we don't know much else about this call. Yeah, so we don't know who's on the line or anything. Could be Kath on the line. Could be yeah. Kath on the line, yeah. Um, yeah, so she's upset. Yep. Uh, she's got a gun. Yep. Which makes sense. Yep. Uh, and calls Shelly. Who's at the double R. Yep, who is at the double R and uh, says she needs the car. Yep. And Silent Norma just <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, Norma just watches yeah. 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 Again. as this yeah. plays out. Yeah. Shelly's obviously distraught. And I don't know, it's very enabling. When she just calls, just like, I need the car right now. She's like, okay, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. She got mother it. mother drops everything. Goes. Yep. So she heads to the, the new Fat Trout trailer park mm-hmm. for just a ridiculous sequence here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She was going to yeah. let you borrow the car anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she she came here to let you borrow the car. One, Becky has no patience. <laughs> right. Yeah. She <laughs> just <laughs> rushes past her mom, mm-hmm. gets in the car. With uh, the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, one of my favorite shots, uh, you know, she's backing up. Uh, Shelly gets on top of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that mm-hmm. shot of her from inside the car looking mm-hmm. through the windshield, I love that shot. Mm-hmm. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Cause I, and then I, but then yeah. I just felt the worst for Shelly. I thought for sure that was, that it was just going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, Which I don't know what Shelly was, what uh, she thought she was going to do. Yeah. Like, right. Jumping yeah, out of the car. Like, are you going to stop her? Yeah. <laughs> I had the same question. Uh, she's like, day. let me go with you. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was watching a movie with a car chase in it, and I said to my wife, "Like, what what do you do in a car chase? What are you going to do <laughs> if you're following somebody in your car and it, it gets high speed and you're going after what? What do you? Yeah, what's the end game here? What are you yeah. actually going to do? Yeah, just caught up yeah. in the moment, like, I guess. Yeah, how do you, how do you expect this to end? Yeah, so yeah, jumping on the hood of the car to stop Becky from running off is not the answer. No, uh, Shelly is thrown conveniently into some grass. Yeah. And I uh, managed to get away with just a scraped knee. Close call. Mm-hmm. Close call. Didn't her shoe fly off? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> it's very important. Need a new pair of shoes. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> new shoes. <laughs> new shoes. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about right after is, one, Carl Rod knows Shelly, obviously. Which is great. Which is great. He's just like, hey, what do you need? I got yeah. you. And mm-hmm. just... Is able to summon a van yeah. by the, whistling. It's the Uber service of yeah. Fat Trout. Just, and there's a van. That was a terrible whistle. Wow. Yeah. It's all right. We'll leave it. Put that in post. <laughs> yeah. So she gets a lift from from Carl. I mm. love it. I love that he's there to mm-hmm. save the day. Yeah. I love this yeah. van. The van's, the van's good. Sweet. Mm-hmm. This van is equipped. Got a coffee table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got CB a, radio. Is that a French mm-hmm. press in there? Like, I don't even know. It's high class. We got to make a call. Got to make a call. Yeah, I love that Carl has a direct line to the sheriff's station. <laughs> just oh gosh, calls yeah. Maggie. Yeah, he's got the bat phone. <laughs> yeah, and then she knows like that it's Carl. It's like mm-hmm. we need this installed because there's a lot of drama at Fat Trout. <laughs> I'm calling you weekly. <laughs> yeah, what's the frequency of use of this radio? <laughs> That's what I want to know. That he's got the hotline. I don't know. And it's kind of funny because I mean, think back to Firewalk with me. Carl was not exactly. He wasn't. I mean, he's still kind of a grumpy old man in the return, but he was super grouchy, not willing to help, uh, you know, agent under anything. Yeah, he was very handily. And now he's kind of more 
I don't know. He's like an angelic figure in the return. Yeah. This sort of the evolution of Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do. There's definitely been a change there. I, I feel like from how he's portrayed yep. in Firewalk. Like the Grinch at the end of the book. Mm. Mm. Yeah. This is great. Cause we get our first interaction in the show with Shelly and Bo- in the return with Shelly and Bobby. Yeah. Um, which I love. So yeah, she lets Bobby know Becky's run off. She's got a gun. She's scared. Um, hopefully Bobby can help. <laughs> so yeah, what Becky's on her way to do is uh, apparently do a murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's off to kill someone. Or <laughs> uh, Steven, I guess, yeah. is, is who she's going to kill. Yeah, they, they she gets to this hotel and is banging on a door, screaming for Steven. And <laughs> then this very helpful lady steps out. Like, they left! <laughs> just another very like Lynchian side character of just this I lady. I don't know out. what it is with this particular season and these really awkward older ladies yeah. just screaming yeah. at people. There's a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought it was the same lady at the honking the horn. Did, uh, like they 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 scream scream yell the same. They had similar energy, definitely. Yeah. If somebody <laughs> pokes their head out of the door, <laughs> yeah. you're getting this energy. Yeah. <laughs> Make a note of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take note. So she shoots the door. Yeah. Just starts blasting. Yeah. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're not here? I'm and just, just, I'm just gonna shoot your empties <laughs> the yeah. clip. And then this ridiculous shot, camera panning down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And what's so weird about this to me is just when it goes down the stairs, it's a cut. It doesn't just go and show them. There's a cut to them standing yeah. in the stairway. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's a, just an interesting choice. It's like the cameraman got there and just like, oh, oh they're not here. It's... We're going to have to make a cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, man, I went down the wrong stairs. So it's mm-hmm. it's Steven, and he's with. He's not alone. He's, he's with a, a young lady. Yeah. Who is terrified. <laughs> yeah. I, have um, they... Have they revealed yet at this point in the return who that is? Because I didn't realize the first time watching through the return uh, who not that in, was. Not until credits. Yeah, the credits reveal. Not it's one the of the, it's okay. the classic return credits reveal of mm-hmm. who was that. <laughs> um, this time, the unexpected return of Tyler's favorite season two character, Gersten. <laughs> His Hayward. favorite Hayward sister. <laughs> yeah. She won him over with the, with the sonnet and the of ballad. All, of, oh, of all the people. Uh, so on my first watch of this, I... Th- I for some, even though I knew she was dead, maybe it was just maybe there was time something going on with time. I thought it was Daria because she's wearing a similar jacket to the very oh. first time we see Daria. It's like a shiny sort of mm. pink. The first time we see Daria in part one, they just look yeah. sort of at a, you know from a from a distance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, like first glance, quick shot. What's what's she doing? She I thought she died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this future <laughs> or is this yeah. past? Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like that was a choice to make them look. Similar, but maybe not. Probably. They're just I, like, I mean, use this Lynch jacket. does that all yeah. the time. Use the shiny just jacket. Trying to mess with these similar names, similar appearances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Vague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thought that was Vague, inter- yeah. thought that was interesting. So yeah, Gersten's back. <laughs> <laughs> Gersten's here. Gersten is here. Still no sign of mm-hmm. Donna or Harriet. We'll survive somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I well, we need to catch up with Bill. Yeah, let's catch up with Bill. Bill Hastings, uh, he's got a story, and it's a doozy. Yeah, he's so good here. It's a doozy, all right. <laughs> he's it's a body, all right. There it is. <laughs> so he's he's led the detectives and the FBI to this spot, and this is where he said he encountered Major Briggs, and where apparently this uh, interdimensional door is. And it's immediately wild. <laughs> like we pull up and we get out, and just right off the bat, we see some spookies. Yep. There's a a, a dirty a dirty woodsman. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Piddling about. <laughs> piddling about. <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of fades away. Yep. And Cole and Albert's reaction to this is kind of just like, huh. Yeah. Like everyone's reaction yeah. <laughs> in this scene is just, huh. Yeah. Just, just kind of a, a neck tilt. Like, just hmm. glance. Hmm. Interesting. Well, if mm-hmm. you point it out and nobody else saw it, like, you're insane. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but they all see it because he's like, hey, Albert's like, yep. Mackley's the only one that doesn't. 
and maybe hate, we don't Hastings doesn't acknowledge mm-hmm. it, but I'm sure he's seen him. Before. I'm not sure Mackley can see the woodsman. Period. Right. He's also facing the no. other way. His car's facing opposite of the building when he's sitting inside. Mm-hmm. I think anyway. But I mean, one gets in the car with him, and he right, doesn't. And he doesn't see it. Yeah. Doesn't notice it at all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think he's yeah. privy. No. To these dudes. No. Everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just not Mackley. No, it's a, uh, it's it's wild, man. So Gordon Cole goes out to sort of the middle of this. What is this like a vacant lot? Yeah, kind of just a, just a yeah. rundown patch, like an yeah. abandoned industrial building or something. Yeah, and he kind of steps into the middle of it and then starts having his own little experience, having his own moment. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely in his own place, uh, reaching up, trying to mm-hmm. see if he can as the. Sky opens and yeah. starts to. <laughs> Best part about this for me up. is the wide shot where you don't hear the noise anymore and you just see him reaching up. <laughs> like that is the funniest because it's everyone else's. You're seeing like Tammy's. This is her view of, yeah. <laughs> of him. It's just him reaching up to the sky. Yeah, kind of doing a little hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so that's so funny. Um, actually, thought so. The wide shot, I can see like the whole building, and so what? So something that I caught. Um, I think it's when maybe the woodsman starts coming towards the car here in a bit. Um, that shot of the building from Diane's perspective is reversed. The building is backwards mm-hmm. because there's like a window and then it's on the other side when it cuts to her shot. We so I only know. noticed it from the wide shot, seeing the windows of the of this building that they were on the other side in one shot from Diane's POV. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. POV. What does yeah. that stand for? <laughs> Person of interest. <laughs> Patrick's otherworldly vision. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what that stands for. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but uh, Cole's reaching up. He, he catches a glimpse. <laughs> he, he catches a glimpse. Yeah, of some dirty bearded men in a room. <laughs> As he describes it. Yep, yep. They're on a staircase. I saw them. Yeah, they're on a staircase. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what? Yeah, what do you say about that? Yeah. Like, where do you where do you go? Yeah. I don't uh, know. But, uh... You don't want to go much further because uh, Albert's got to yank you out. Yeah. I brought up in part eight, um, and this was something, again, on a probably a more recent rewatch after seeing this part again. You know the part when the God of Light woodsman comes up to the car with the couple? Mm-hmm. Um, light. There we go. Yep. Um, the wife, you know, he's in that trance, like, seeing him, and the wife, like, pulls him away, and then they go off. Like, I almost felt this was a similar, like, Albert comes up, pulls Cole away. Hmm. It was just a, the way they act, sort of a catch. Yeah. Yeah. Just interesting. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I like that Albert springs into action. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> In, instead of just kind of watching what happens. Yeah, but then, just, he says, mm, no. but then he says, well, I guess we found out. It's like, found out what? <laughs> what did you find out? Yep. Again, not telling me anything about mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> well, when they get there, doesn't Gordon say something like, I think it's in there or I think one of them is in there or something like that. Like he's, he's looking for something specific based on what Hastings told them. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's interesting word words, for like sure. an entrance yeah. to the zone, I yeah. think is the way that uh, he was describing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so maybe Gordon's familiar with that based on like the Philip Jeffries background and everything. So I maybe think... he kind of knew what he was looking at when he saw the vortex. Yeah, I think so. He has to. Just Cole like definitely knows more yeah, than just like we talked about says. with what he the yeah. paintings in his office. He probably like, started it all. <laughs> uh-huh. This is his creation. Yeah. He got bored. I mean, yeah, <laughs> in, in a meta sense, yes, yeah. in a sense. Um, another thing about the the staircase from the when he's reaching up and he sees the woodsman on the staircase. There is I don't even know how to describe it, but on the wall right in front of them, you see them, and then there's just they're not in this one section of the staircase. Mm-hmm. There's like some white splatter. I don't know. That's the only way I can describe it. Just coming down the wall. Very similar to Missing Pieces. Philip Jeffries oh, yeah. gets put back uh, onto a staircase, and the wall behind him is oh, just, just black. Splattered. Yeah, just same spot of a staircase. So I'm just like, so did Jeffries teleport here at some <laughs> point? You know? I cause, Or is, <sighs> is this just that that location's analog. Sure. Yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. It's the upside down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of the Argentina hotel. <laughs> I don't know. But well, and they use, it, it makes me think too of the stairs in Laura Palmer's house. Uh, just how like Lynch just uses staircases in general uh, yeah. to kind of, it's, it's almost like they're sort of transition points for the different 
like lodge spirits to come in and out of maybe. Sure. Um, either that or just to be weird and creepy, but you know, stairs are a pretty common horror trope. That's so true. I don't know. I thought that was maybe an interesting, just a visual connection that he was making between the different uh, locations. Absolutely. Yeah. I just feel like that with that look with the Philip Jeffries thing and that being the same kind of spot with a, with something on the wall, it just felt too, too intentional to me. Definitely. Totally. Uh, right after the vortex and the, the vision of the woodsman, we find more gross stuff on the ground. There's, <laughs> there's a body. All right. There, there's a body. All right. Uh, there's a body. All right. Yeah, there's this, there's this decapitated, naked, decaying female body on the ground with numbers on its arm. And we just have to assume this is Ruth Davenport. You have to. <laughs> we don't have a choice. Yeah, we don't have a choice right now. <laughs> That's Ruth. Yeah, we, we have no other possibilities. I thought it was one of the Morgans. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's Ruth Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Albert takes picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might need it later. Creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's done in an investigative style. Yeah. Those numbers are important. This isn't for his personal collection. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, so that's wild, but it, it doesn't stop because now we've got a woodsman getting into the police car, which Diane sees and doesn't say anything. Yeah. And again, like, I almost just, when these things come around, does it put people in a trance of just you don't know what to do? You can't say, hey, hey, hey. Like, yeah. Look I, out. I don't know. Am I... <laughs> If it was me, I probably would have just been like, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn to look. You're going to want to hop out the car a second. I don't know no. why this thing is sneaking around. Yeah, he is. Like, he, he's doing a hunch. Yeah, he is. He's hunching yeah. around. He can't see me if I do this. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he's dead. He's dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I will. He's dead. <laughs> Bill, Bill Hastings does not survive this encounter. No. Uh, gets his head squashed like a watermelon. Yeah. Similarly to the uh, Sam and Tracy. Yeah. The heads, just the way they look, I feel mm. like. Maybe not exactly the same. I need to relook, but. And, and maybe kind of crushed the same way as the radio DJ in part eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is their modus operandi. Yeah. His <laughs> head, head smashing. His cr- head crushing. Head crushing. <laughs> And let's take a, a moment for William Hastings. Sure. We'll miss you. Man. <laughs> I really liked this character. Yeah, it was fun, yeah. <laughs> he might come back. Hey. Anything can happen. You're right. <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah. Cole very astutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mackley's just Oh, yeah, Mackley's reaction is pretty great. <laughs> oh, my God. Calls for backup. What does he say the street name is? Sycamore? Sycamore. Yeah. Sycamore. Okay. 200. Sycamore. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Mackley can't hang. Uh, no, he cannot. <laughs> uh, Cole very observantly says he's dead. Yeah. And he is. So, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go back to the double R. Yeah. A, a, nice, a nice, familiar, comfortable location where sure. nothing will go wrong. <laughs> we have uh, Bobby and Shelly in a booth with Becky. And this is where we get the reveal that Bobby and Shelly are her parents. Awesome. Oh, we knew we knew Shelly was her mom, but Bobby is the father. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. I guess. And then... Of, what happened to these two? Of course, this is Bobby's <laughs> daughter. <laughs> yeah. And of course, this is Shelly's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Both. You can just tell. She got um, herself in a classic Shelly Leo situation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, she sure did. Yeah. And uh, she definitely has Bobby Shelly behavior combined and multiplied. Yes. And Leo. Yeah. But yeah. Bobby <laughs> basically says if he, you know, if he didn't work um, for the sheriff's station that she'd be in jail and that she's got to pay for the door. Mm-hmm. And she's just appalled by. <laughs> what? <believe>. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think considering that's not that big a hit. Yeah. But she's also having to borrow $20 a day from her mom, so she doesn't have any money. But, yeah, but then she starts defending him because he's asking if, you know, he hit her. Mm -hmm. Does he hit you? And she's like, no, no. And she's offended by that. Yeah. It's like, how could you ask me that? Right. You just tried to shoot him. Yeah. (laughs) Earlier today, you fired a gun at what you thought was his direction. And you're offended right. at the thought that he might have After hit you. After throwing your mother 
from a moving car. Right. Yeah. Which she doesn't even come to yeah. until way later in the conversation. It's true. Mm-hmm. Just. Yeah. I love that she doesn't even show. And it's like it takes her forever to finally show concern for her mom. Yeah. Well, uh, she sucks. Also, <laughs> she forgot that happened. Yeah. She yeah. Completely just oh, blacked out. I threw out. you off the car. Oh, my God. Are you okay? It's like, oh, right. She was yeah. in that jealous rage. Yeah. Like, hey, mom, I know it was forever ago, yeah. but you remember that time I threw you off your car? <laughs> Sorry. Just realized that happened. But then uh, we, we get a guest from outside. Red. Mm. Red shows up. Yeah. A uh, small-time magician. Yeah. Bad yeah. body. <laughs> She's got a thing for, for the uh, leather jacket, like uh, silver is, fox types. He is the bad boy Bobby type. <laughs> he's the he's, ba- yeah, he's, he's like, he's now yeah. the bad boy Bobby. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely an avatar for like season one Bobby. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. like real Bobby went... In the direction of truth and yeah. justice. Yeah. And this is the other side of the coin. Ooh. Ah. I see what you did there. Ah. <laughs> the coin trick. Apparently, yeah, Shelly's really infatuated with this guy, jumps up. I, I thought her and Bobby were going to work it out. But she jumps up, runs out the door, has a quick makeout sesh. Yep. And uh, they make plans to meet up later. Same place. And that's that interaction. Yeah, Bobby's so good here. Uh, mm-hmm. His reaction to seeing her walk out, you know, it's just, you oh, can God, tell he yeah. still like loves her so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's really good in this scene. But doesn't doesn't he like skip away or something? Yeah, yeah. Red <laughs> skips away. He like runs. He like runs away. He's just like I'm out of here. Ed does a little. He's hop. excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> I mean, I would be. He loves it. I'd be doing I that would too. too. Um, Maybe if it was Audrey. Okay. Okay. Let's just pump the brakes, Tyler. Um, so <laughs> Shelly comes. Twelve. Shelly. Shelly comes back in as soon as she sits down. Shots. Yep. Well, well, Shelly hired him. Shelly sits down. Bobby and Becky both clearly look, look at her. Yeah, don't like what's going no, on. No, and then yeah, shots fired. Yeah, random, <laughs> very random. I didn't know. There's there's one one plot hole, but I'll bring it up anyway. With Red, when he when he comes, I feel like bad things happen when this dude comes around. He shows up, then shots get fired. He shows up with uh, with Richard with the coin trick, and mm-hmm. then a little boy mm-hmm. gets run over. Yeah. The only hole I have there and but who knows maybe something happened after but when we see him we do see him one other time in the roadhouse and he just does his finger but nothing bad happens after that except for that the show ends and I was sad <laughs> so maybe that was Red's fault <laughs> um, but I don't know I just feel like I, I just got that vibe that like man this dude shows up he's just walking through and then bad vibes yeah like follow just poisons the air yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so we so shut off we shut off the lights we dunk we duck under tables and I was actually super surprised at the source of the gunfire. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. not what some I expected. Some pissed off kid <laughs> yeah. with the most disgruntled face. Like he's gonna murder you. Leaning on the minivan, dude. dude this <laughs> kid's got swagger. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. The mom's freaking out about the gun. Well, of course. Bobby goes out, but it's mm-hmm. not like you can even even pay attention to any of this. Right. Yeah, because there's honking. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of honking. Several this, minutes of honking. This scene is like negative thirty foreheads. <laughs> Tyler hates <laughs> hates the honking. Man, this, yeah, this scene's pretty out of control. Yeah. Uh, Bobby goes out to check out what's going on. Uh, th- this cat has found a gun in the van that he was in with his parents and just started shooting it off out the window, apparently. And so Bobby has to go defuse that. And while he's dealing with that, there's this incessant honking. Yeah. Because traffic is stopped, of course. Yeah, he keeps motioning to like, hey, stop that. Yeah, he just kind of subtly tries to, hey, please. Yeah. But absolutely no relief. So after he kind of squares away the parents, thanks to Jesse coming out. Yes, and Jesse shows up. I <laughs> I just the day. I love Jesse. Yep, <laughs> I love it so much. It's your your line, right? Yeah, this is my damn fine line. <laughs> I was at Big Ed's gas farm. You know what? I heard shots. Damn fine. Damn fine. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Jesse comes around and goes, "I was at Big Ed's gas farm, and you know what?" I heard shots. <laughs> the delivery <laughs> was so good. It's like, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for showing up. Yep. 
like got it handled now, but uh, yeah, work on this. Yeah. So he he puts Jesse on the van, and Bobby goes to take care of the honking lady. That's a mistake. She's <laughs> out of control, man. This yeah. this lady's something else. So she stops honking, but then starts screaming in the same cadence, just. Yeah, saying like we go from honking to screaming. From honking to screaming, and, and the screaming is not unlike the honking. <laughs> no, definitely not. Just incessant, nonstop. Her story changes three times while she's screaming at Bobby. Mm-hmm. And what blows my mind, so she's, she's trying to get the traffic to move because she has somewhere to be, apparently, or her uncle's in town. We're or going to be late. Yeah, they're going to be late. They've got to go. She saw the gun shoot, she says. Yeah. Like and, and doesn't understand why traffic is stopped. Yeah. Like, like I've dealt with this person in customer service. <laughs> yeah. It's a losing battle. Yeah. And it, it's going to shoot through the window. Yeah. So she's <laughs> she's extremely annoying. But uh, even this gets twisted because <laughs> the story changes a third time to she's sick. Yeah. And. This creature girl just emerges <laughs> from the floorboards who was not there before. Right. Just starts rising. It's like she comes from under the car and up through yeah. the floor. Yeah. It is a wild visual. And this this girl is just spasming, seizing, vomiting out of the mouth. It's a it's a nightmare of a visual. Who gave her that sparkle? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that it's sparkle, but man, I, I just I, I don't know what to make of it. Jesse, <laughs> it's uh, golly, it's it's insane. Um, and you know, people talk all the time about how dreamlike Lynch's stuff uh, is, but I mean, this is really one of those moments where you know, if you're having a nightmare, the story changes five times throughout it, mm. and it's like word association. You know, just something randomly happens and changes it completely, and and this is like one of those for sure. Um, where it's bewildering the whole time and each new thing kind of tops the thing before it and they're not connected at all. Um, it was the first time I saw it. Um, I think I was just very confused and laughing, at, you know, because yep. she's funny because of <laughs> yeah. how crazy she is. Yeah. And uh, rewatching it again today, um, I don't know, like being more familiar with it, I was able to just pay more attention to what she was saying and like, what was happening visually with the girl in the passenger seat. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I still can't make any sense of it, but, uh, (laughs) it's, it's memorable if nothing else. I feel like there's still a meta thing there, especially with the, we've got miles to go. It's like, hurry up, hurry up. Like Mm -hmm. these episodes are slow. Like, like, Mm -hmm. come on, come on, like get to it, get to it, like Mm -hmm. get to (laughs) get, get to the end, get to that finish line. I feel like there's that. I, I also remember seeing a lot of just, is Bobby dreaming a lot of this theories? Because the, the mm. kid shoots the gun, and we've already seen his kid shoot a gun earlier in this episode. Well, Is it, yeah, like, oh. and, then, and then is it spiraling out into, you know, this is, like, is this just this part, like, something he's dreaming? I don't know. Yeah. But you, like, you saying the dreamlike thing made me remember, oh, yeah, that, there was something to that. <laughs> like That's really interesting. Yeah. I think it's interesting that the, the lady in the car seemed unaware of the girl until she rises up. Yeah. And I mean, she says she's sick, but we don't know what she's yeah, it's, about it's kind point. of an mm-hmm. indirect reference because yeah. we didn't see anybody in the car. So when this girl shows up, it terrifies the lady too. She seemed completely caught off guard because mm-hmm. if, if, if it's your, your child or your, you know, a relative that you are aware is sick and then they start having an episode, you don't just stand there and scream at them. Right. In horror, you, Maybe you, you don't. You try to help. Yeah. <laughs> but no, she's she's horrified. Yeah. And and so much traffic in this large small town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this large small town is jammed yeah, up. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. It's just like Twin uh, Peaks has definitely grown over yeah. the past twenty five years. Yeah. yeah definitely. Crazy scene. Crazy scene. And it, it comes down a little bit. But uh we, we can actually take a breath. Uh we got Hawk and Frank Truman, and they're going over this map that Hawk has. What kind of map is it? It's a living map. Is it this? Any any relation to Harold Smith's living novel? No, absolutely okay. none. Okay, just wanted to make sure. 
<laughs> Tyler says, no, I need to confirm with Tyler. <laughs> and we have a quorum, so. Yep. Uh, yeah, they're going over this map that uh, apparently is a living thing that changes. And that yeah. means Hawk just goes in the and back the, room and just. <laughs> yeah, and changes some more. <laughs> <laughs> no. that, this, this is such a glossed over item. He's like, here's this map that changes as the situation changes and grows and evolves. Like this is a, this is a huge thing. Yeah. It's massive. <laughs> this is massive. Like yeah. you've had this the whole time. Yeah. We needed this 25 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> the technology wasn't perfected. Ox holding out. And uh, now he makes some, uh, some correlations with some of the symbols on the map. Uh, there's, as Frank points out, uh, a fire, but Hawk says this could just represent energy. So, like, electricity, he specifically mentions. Uh, electricity, obviously, a running thing throughout the series. Yes. There's this thing, I'm, I'm just trying to organize my thoughts, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, eventually you come to black fire. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is just kind of way of saying that there's now negative energy or something, something bad, period, right. that exists. Right. Uh, I don't think this is new. <laughs> <laughs> it might be new to the map. Yep. I don't know who knows, but who knows? I haven't seen an older copy. <laughs> right, yeah, we were just I now busting given, out this magical map. I wasn't given the prints from last week <laughs> to know what's changed. Right. But him pulling this out makes me think that things have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and due to everything we've been seeing thus far in the show, um, with Mr. C staying out and all that, I think it's just causing probably some things to change on this map, I would, I would guess. Uh, there's also a symbol that Frank asks about, and Hawk just won't let him in on it. And I want to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell me about that. We all want to know. Wanna know about that. <laughs> I want to know. It, it looks very similar to the the owl symbol. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it looks similar to what's on the papers from from Major Briggs mm-hmm. and the card. Yeah, um, but it's its own thing. Yeah, yeah. The sort of black dot with antenna. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't leave the scene until. Jesse. Jesse jumps in. Yep, Jesse's back. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you like to see you my, new, see car? my <laughs> new car? <laughs> he, just, he just got it. He wants to show it off. I feel like he got it minutes ago. Yeah. Just pulled in. Yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah. And again, playing with time, we just saw him, mm-hmm. you know, and now we're seeing this. It's like, this can't be the same night. He must have been at Big Ed's gas yeah. farm guessing up the new car. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's great. Not today. <laughs> yeah, we, we get patched through the call from Margaret. Um, she, she's talking to Hawk uh, very, very slowly and softly and cryptically, as always. And uh, she knows that Hawk has found something. And says that there is fire where he is going. I don't know. Something about the log lady um, is just so beloved to me. And um, I knew that this wasn't the last scene with the log lady that, you know, there's more scenes with her, not to spoil anything, but mm-hmm. um, just not having seen like a full episode in a few years uh, from the return, um, having just that connection, that dialogue between Hawk and the log lady, the back and forth they have through the show. Um, and just to see her also at the, at the state that Catherine Coulson was in right. health wise, uh, when they shot this, um, I don't know. There's just something very solemn and um, reverent about her, I guess, uh, as this sort of crazy, mystical, clairvoyant figure that she is in Twin Peaks. Um, I don't know. Uh, it was just something about that just really tugged at me when I was watching this uh, this morning. I know it's a very short scene. She doesn't actually give him any information other than like my log doesn't like fire and there's fire where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's a warning and right. uh, you know, I'm glad that we got that from her. Yeah, definitely. Ed, I think reverent is a very good word for mm-hmm. all of these calls. Like they all have this, this sort of vibe where it's yeah, just like, it's like, it, it feels bigger. Yeah. yeah. feels bigger than what's being presented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very foreboding call. <laughs> Yeah, cat on a hot tin roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albert tries to make a, a joke about it, but <laughs> Gordon doesn't catch it because he doesn't hear. Yeah. So uh, they photo of Ruth. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, doesn't Albert offer Gordon warm milk? 
yeah, yeah. for the cat. Yeah, because yeah. Gordon <laughs> wants coffee, and uh, Albert thinks that's probably we probably shouldn't amp ourselves up anymore. Yeah, yeah. Your hand shaking, yeah. Yeah. Like you're you're good. What the hell? <laughs> I would love a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I love how he says policeman's dream when Tammy brings in the donuts. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. which I, isn't that exactly what Coop says in like episode one of season one? Right. Uh, it is. Yeah. Lucy yeah. In the donuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not as impressive as the Lucy spread, but it is <laughs> it'll it'll do. It is a nice little setup. She'll do just fine. Yeah. She'll do just fine. Um, before they come in with the donuts, uh, Albert starts to say where the coordinates would be. It's like, oh, it's a small town up in, well, here comes Tammy. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're getting some information. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no. But we all know, like, <laughs> Twin Peaks. Like, come on. Right. Like, small town, that's, like, come like, on. Say it, say it. Yeah, and you know it, Albert, <laughs> just say it. But um, this is where he shows the picture, right, of the coordinates. To And Diane's trying to read the, this is before they walk mm-hmm. in. Um, she's like trying to read it to like memorize it. It looks like, yeah. And yeah, Albert right. sort of catches her, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. what, what, are what, are you, what are you doing? Did you notice anything about the picture of the coordinates? Anything unusual? Or did you just look at Everything. it like, Oh, there's an arm in coordinates. That's all I really got <laughs> out of it. Um, so, uh, the pictures or the picture, uh, is different from the picture he took, uh, of the coordinates. It's like on grass. And mm-hmm. this one, there's just, like, some straw around, like, the arm. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. And it even looks, and I'm sure it's done on purpose, the numbers I'm pretty sure are the same when I looked at them, but it looks like there's a smudge on, like, the first two that looks like someone, you know, photoshopped it or edited it, even mm-hmm. though it's the same. Yeah. I feel like that was done to just be, like, to mess with. <laughs> it's like, hey, you notice this? Go see if that matches, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- I'm pretty sure they are the same, but it's a totally different, like, location, like, what's under her arm. From when he took the picture, yeah, which, I mean, which is interesting. Didn't even think to notice that. Yeah, uh, Diane does mention having seen one of the woodsmen by the car. She thinks, yeah. Well, I didn't. She knows thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Gordon mentions what he saw while he was in the zone or on the edge of the zone. What's happening here? Uh oh. Went to Dougie Jones. <laughs> one, one thing real quick, too, with the coordinates. Bill Hastings in part nine, when he's getting interrogated by Tammy, he says that they were written on her hand. Right, yeah. Not her arm. Right. Yeah. Huh. Just a little thing. Yeah. It may just have been one of those things was like, oh, we can't fit this on a hand. <laughs> it's a forearm now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we've got uh, a relative of Tyler's. Oh. My grand grandpappy, Tyler yeah. Mullins, the Bushnell Mullins. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Battling Bud Bushnell Mullins, uh, calling uh, Dougie in. He's so but, good uh, in this scene. Yeah, it's a good thing he's got Phil Bisbee. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> does, does he, he kind of in with that coffee? Yeah, lures him in with the coffee. Amazing, <laughs> like a fish yeah. on a line. Amazing, it's great. Uh, yeah, apparently Dougie and his inane scribblings made connections between Sinclair, the insurance company, and corrupt. Police forces. Yeah. So I guess that's what the, the stairs and the, and the scribbles were. Yep. It's all connected. Yep. <laughs> Carl said it. It's all connected. <laughs> this, is actually, this is actually pretty big because this, is, this, yeah. this prompts uh, Battling Bud to okay a, what is it, $30 million payout yeah, yeah. to mm-hmm. the Mitchum brothers. It's like I wouldn't normally send you. Yeah. <laughs> with these kind of guys. Right. With a, yeah, so uh, their their arson claim was legitimate, and Legit. they're, they're going to pay it out. And so they uh, arrange a meeting. They're going to send Dougie with the check to meet the Mitchum brothers and basically set their relationship straight. Yes. So big, big plot point. It is. Kind of carries out the rest of the, <laughs> rest rest of of the, the episode. episode yeah. yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We didn't miss, and is it in this episode or the last one when the Mitchums are having breakfast? Oh, that's right after this. Okay, <laughs> perfect, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was before that or after. Okay. Yeah, just having mm-hmm. cereal, like a couple of kids. Yeah, Mitchums are having yeah. breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, yeah, uh, Bradley comes in to tell him about a, he had a dream. <laughs> Bradley, mm-hmm. Bradley Mitchum played by Jim Belushi. Yes, I had a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what happens in this dream? <laughs> 
I don't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> Honestly, I, I really don't. I, just that he was killing Dougie, I think. Yeah. He, he oh, yeah. That's what he does at first. He, yeah, because after he's, he just can't wait to kill him. Yeah. Can't wait to kill mm-hmm. that Douglas Jones fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how he, that's how he says it. Pour, pours up a big bowl of yeah. cereal and then raisin bran crunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't eat this. Yeah. But then he, he is trying to remember some of the dream, right? And he's like, I can't remember. Or is that because mm-hmm. yeah. I can't? I'm getting mixed up no. the scene in the limo later with him. No. But, it was that. It okay. was, uh, yeah. He says, I was going to kill him, and then I can't remember what happened next. Yeah. And okay. I, I don't know why Got I keep it. making connections, but that yeah. reminds me of Coop mm-hmm. learning who killed Laura Palmer yep. in a dream and, forgot, and then yeah. waking up and forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think even when we watched this together the first time, he did that. And he's like, then what happens? Like, I don't remember. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I even tie this to because, you know, this is, this is, this is shown before um, uh, Dougie Coop gets the pie. This is, mm-hmm. this is right before that. And I felt like getting the pie because of what happens at the end of the episode almost was maybe changing the dream of Bradley's. Because mm. Brad, then right after Bradley's like, oh, I remember now. There was a cherry. Yeah. But he doesn't say cherry pie. But right. he's just like, there was mm-hmm. this thing. And then the guy's scar is gone. It's just, or Rodney's scar is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just think that was interesting. Like if he hadn't gone to get that pie you've gotten killed like what would happen if Mike hadn't led him over mm. um, so I just feel like the dream might have changed yeah Mike does guide him into the yeah, yeah. I think the dream the shop maybe changed yeah. that's my take on it anyway well because yeah because uh, Bushnell's walking him out to go straight to the meeting yeah and he's like where are you going yeah, yeah he just kind of <laughs> takes a detour <laughs> yeah <laughs> to Zyman's like like Zyman's yeah. yeah but the Z is is like bold yeah and clearly the same place I think mm. as the coffee from the from Tracy in the right. glass box. I yeah, think, that's what I, I think. think. It's and the our same stamp store. Oh yeah, and our stamp for our <laughs> <laughs> Patreon. Yeah, that's funny. Um, anyway, but wasn't Mike in the window of the? Yeah, he was like in the doorway, kind of waiting. Yeah, in. yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on in. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, if Mike hadn't intervened in that moment, he probably would have taken Dougie right to the car, and he probably would have ended up dead. Yeah. But yeah, he he really changes the game by getting this pie. So cherry pie for the win. Cherry pie for once the win. again. Saving lives, mm-hmm. cherry pie. Saving lives, cherry pie. <laughs> saving, saving lives. lives. <laughs> There's a shirt too. Yeah, this is a yeah. The, right after that, we get uh, right to the Mitchell brothers in the car. We find out that uh, Rodney's scar is gone from <laughs> Candy hitting him with a just remote. Magically, yeah. Just all of a sudden, it's gone. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, Bradley remembers his dream. He says, "If he's got this one particular thing, we cannot kill him." <laughs> and he's just like, why, why, why now? Why this now? <laughs> I was talking before how great Bushnell Mullins is in this whole sequence when he's like, yeah, he's just like he's like, knock him dead, or yeah. you know, right before Dougie gets in the car. When he says mm-hmm. knock him dead, that's when he puts his hand on his face, like the way Mister C killed Jack in yeah. part two, which I thought was interesting. That dead, him saying knock him that, dead yeah. made him mm-hmm. do that. I was yeah, just like what? Oh, that's just interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it's cute that the former boxer is in Dougie's corner. It's great. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. Up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love, that's a great, yeah, that's actually Go great. get him, champ. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But just the, that when he's just like, yeah. I just love that he's just so excited about this whole situation. Well, it, it's a big win. It's a big win, yeah. It's, it's great. A, it's a huge win. I mean, it's a huge payout, but apparently this relationship is lucrative. Yeah. So, good things. All good things. Yeah. So we get to the meeting. Get to the meeting, and yeah, straight up, he's just like, if he's got this thing, we cannot kill him. <laughs> he's like, like what? Yeah. So then he leans in and whispers what it is to him. We can't hear it. <laughs> I love that yeah. it's this prompts Rodney to just immediately draw his gun. Gun, yeah. Yeah. And just like, oh. what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> what's in the box? Just very aggressive when yeah. he hears the word cherry pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cherry pie. It's my damn fine line. <laughs> cherry pie of the night. I love Jim Belushi's delivery. It's just so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, damn fine. There it is. Yeah. He, <laughs> Pats him down, doesn't even have a wallet. He doesn't even have a wallet. <laughs> uh, finds the check, shows it, does his little dance over to uh, Rodney. It's oh, they're excited. Brilliant. Howling like a dog. Howling, yeah, Barkhouse, yep. new Barkhouse Boys. The Barkhouse There's Boys 2.0. New, Bob, new Bobby and Mike mm-hmm. <laughs> from the jail mm-hmm. cell. Um, love it. Everything about it, love it. And he's like, Dougie, is it? <laughs> Dougie Jones. Oh, nice to meet you, Dougie. So now they're friends. Uh, did, yeah. did we talk about the limo driver? 
No, oh, we didn't. Oh, yeah, no, same, we didn't. Same limo driver. Same limo driver from before. Red door. Red, red door. Red I door. love that. And he starts laughing like this is gonna be fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I love driving this guy. As a celebration for this great thing that just happened, uh, the Mitchum brothers take Dougie out to dinner at uh, the Silver Mustang Casino. Obviously, yes. where else? <laughs> Where'd you go? Uh, we we got a bunch of cherry pie. Yeah. Uh, and that is Dougie's focus. Yes. Or Cooper, rather. Yeah. Like I keep saying Dougie, but it, this yeah. is Cooper. Just there's interesting conver- housing some pie. We just jump also just right into their conversation. We miss mm-hmm. bits and pieces because they say something about uh, they mentioned a gym set and like a bit, and then they say something <laughs> mm-hmm. about being in an or- they were in an orphanage. Like um, every kid should have yeah, a gym set. Yeah, every kid should have a gym. Just yeah. an interesting conversation mm-hmm. right there. Um, just that it jumps into, but yeah, they get the pie. Um, they come over first, or does the uh, casino lady come over first. I think they're the patrol or the casino. Lady? I don't know who comes first. I think I think the lady comes first. Okay, but uh, this is the the little homeless lady from the the first encounter in the casino. Which also great callback. Didn't expect to see her again. Yeah, love that. Yeah. You know, you're already seeing uh, how Dougie pretty much changes everyone he interacts with mm-hmm. and Mitchum's we've seen just, you know, the, now these guys are like good <laughs> and, and she's, you know, been, been changed. I just think that's a really cool, um, characteristic where Dougie's just changing lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Jackpots turned this lady's life around. Gave she him a $30 million mm-hmm. jackpot. <laughs> she, she was able to buy her son. I was about to say buy yeah. her son back yeah. and a dog. Yeah. Yeah. She she she's bought got, a house. She bought a, life a dog. Now. She bought new clothes. She bought a son. <laughs> she's <laughs> on cloud nine. Yeah. And it's all thanks to Mr. Jackpots. Yes. And she tells the Mitchum brothers, "You don't know how good a guy you've got here." They're they're so great too in this. They're just like yeah, yeah we know. <laughs> yeah. I think her I think her son's name is Denver. Oh really? <laughs> I like because he's like he's changed our lives too. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very very good. Uh, <laughs> Do we think the one armor had anything to do with after last night's conversations of oh with the jack you know I slot machines and the one armor before our talk last night we made a uh, connection with slot machines and uh, them being known in slaying as one armed bandits. Mm. So in a way they're a one armor. Mm. <laughs> the way okay yeah the way Mike is a one armor. Here comes the one armor. But then just, in, a, just a little yeah. thing. I could see that. Yeah. That's that's it, really. Yeah. Then the Bay Patrol rolls up, and we Candy we get Cooper Mandy. some more pie. <laughs> there they are. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, interesting connection here. Uh, well, I also love that no one can get Candy's uh, attention <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, in her own world, Rodney especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it seems like she's more likely to answer to Bradley for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Candy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love she says there's so there was so much traffic on the strip. We had already seen um, mm-hmm. a, um, when Dougie's getting taken to the meeting, uh, we get a lot of uh, shots of Vegas. So we see the, the traffic, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then you get the mention of the traffic uh, in Twin Peaks. Like everything's piling up, yeah. so much traffic. Mm-hmm. So there's there's something going Everything on. Everything is <laughs> piling up. <laughs> yeah, everything's piling up. Um, there was so much traffic on the strip. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is that what kept you from walking over here? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But another pie for Douglas Jones. <laughs> He's just so happy My friend. to be eating pie. Um, the music at some point changes. Um, yeah. There, there's a piano man yeah, piano in this man. restaurant. Um, and uh, yeah, it changes and, and Dougie has just a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, really strikes a chord with him. It strikes a chord. I thought first watch that maybe it was going to be Laura Palmer's theme that started to play because I think they're the same chords, but it's not at all. But it, but it's also like why would, how would he know that? Right? <laughs> how would he know? How would he know that music? So that doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. I don't know what everything else him. in this episode makes sense. Right? 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 But yeah. Tyler, did you point out he's like that guy's definitely not playing that no. song. He definitely wasn't. <laughs> yeah, for he sure. kind of told. I think what I, the thing I read. Yeah, that Angelo made some music um, to be put in post after but i think the guy was playing something i think i read he chopstick smoky miles i think was his name he was like bob dylan's piano player or something this guy i don't know then why don't we let smoky miles play play the piano yeah well (laughs) why didn't angelo just sit in and (laughs) play right that would have been a great angelo Mm. cameo but i think that would have been a very that would have been perfect nice spot for angelo to sit in but well well i don't know choices were made yeah choices were made (laughs) 
Um, what else here? That's kind of where we leave it. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 That's it. We get played out. It's not at the roadhouse. Not at the roadhouse. But here. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, what an episode. <laughs> what an episode. I love it. Uh, yeah. Jesse, any, any final thoughts overall on this one? Overall, I mean, um, I, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I, one thing that stood out to me immediately that I kind of slept on the first time watching this was how crazy Amanda Seyfried's energy is in mm. her scenes. Yep. Uh, I mean, right from the very beginning, she's at like a 10. And I mean, I thought she just nailed it. And I guess I didn't pay much attention to that the first time through. But I was really, uh, really impressed by her performance uh in this episode um there's so many great lines uh so many of my favorite characters are in this episode um albert it's it's funny i noticed that in in the return albert is a little slower and not as quippy as he is in seasons one and two and you know maybe you could chalk that up to just getting older um but everyone in twin peaks just seems a little more depressed in season three, <laughs> and I, th- I think you kind of see that a lot in uh, the way Albert and Gordon interact, uh, even though they're not in Twin Peaks yet. Um, but I don't know. I just I loved it. I love this episode. Um, I really, really enjoyed watching it. Uh, for me, I think it's a great episode, top to bottom. Uh, keeps me guessing and keeps things interesting the whole time. I never had a dull moment, no lulls, and that tends to happen with the episodes that have the more interesting content in them it's like there's one great spot and the rest is less interesting yes uh this one just kept it going just very very good that yeah i agree uh i think uh this might have been the episode that really turned me around on dougie initially because you know much like everyone's like man what's going on like what is dougie what is what are we doing <laughs> you know um but there's so much to love about this and and uh, and Kyle's performance, honestly, everyone's performance in this episode. Um, but, um, yeah, much like the Mitchums, I love this guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah. Um, for someone who's absolutely not there, he brings so much joy to everyone he interacts with, I guess, except for the one coworker, <laughs> lucky seven. Yeah. Um, uh, but, um, but yeah, it's a wonderful thing and it's gotta be the opposite of, I mean, what little we know of OG Doug. Um, you know, OG who has a gambling D. problem, cheated, cheating mm. on his wife, mm-hmm. you know, it's the exact opposite. Um, real piece of work. Real piece of work. Yeah. Um, but the uh, horrible hair. <laughs> horrible hair. Um, but no, everyone's performance here, uh, top to bottom, I, there's nothing I don't like. I, I love this episode. It's, it's so, so good. Very much so. Tyler, final thoughts? No. I can. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. <laughs> it's a very good episode. I feel like there was a lot that happened that didn't necessarily for me like create a lot of upsetting questions. Mm. Like if there is something that was left unanswered. It was kind of not really pertinent right. to the story. Sure. Yeah. And then all those, all, all the little stories just kind of made it seem very full. There was nothing lacking. All the stories that started in this episode pretty much finished in this episode, which is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of very satisfying arcs. Yes. Yeah. And it's, there is a fine line uh, as far as unanswered questions between intriguing and infuriating when it comes to the series yes so good on this episode for that and speaking of unanswered questions i think patrick might have a couple for us i do in a segment we call unsolved mysteries unsolved mysteries who called becky to tell her about steven veronica mars either veronica mars or Armstrong the Chihuahua. Mm. Mm. Or both. Maybe they. Maybe Do we think Armstrong speaks uh, English? Went to Beverly Hills for one of those sequels. 
Oh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Yes. I had to kind of dig in my mind to find <laughs> that movie because I did not remember that was a thing that existed. It is. Uh, but that being said, yes. Great. So, to answer your question, Patrick, yes. Veronica Mars. Armstrong was in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 or 3. Probably 7. How did Ruth Davenport find out about the zone? Stumbled upon it. Yeah, she was just walking around a vacant lot. Said, this might be a good place to put a, a petting zoo. And then a petting zoo. A petting zoo. The sky opened up, sucked her into it. She said, whoa, this is the zone. <laughs> this is the zone. And I'm in it. Why did the woodsman kill Bill? Volume two. explode his brain. Maybe he had to go shoot a new Scooby-Doo movie. Signed a new contract. It's like, hey, I can't do the show anymore. So we write him off by exploding his head. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he didn't know enough. I feel like if he knew yeah, he more, if he knew more, he wouldn't have died. Yeah. I feel like I feel like people have gotten closer to what he was trying to get to without getting their head squished. Yes. So, why, why indeed? And the only plausible explanation is, Scooby-Doo 3 is coming! That's right. Fall 2021. Or 2018. What year is this? <laughs> You don't know what the, the show. The oh. <laughs> so you don't know what here right now is. <laughs> What's wrong with the kid in the car? She's sick. Oh, that one. Which one? The kid who shot the gun? No, the sick kid. The, oh, regurgitating the frog moth. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes. It's that. Yes. Well, real quick, and maybe for the first time legitimately ever. (laughs) (laughs) Should have been doing this the whole time. (laughs) We're going to take a quick pop into the Reddit room. So, I said it before. But this person agrees with me on Reddit. Uh, Queen of Robots, three years ago, says, Can we talk about the magic living Indian map and how useful that would have been if Hawk brought it out in season one and two? Indian map. Yes. I'm going to assume that Hawk, I'm going to assume in about 1998, the log lady called Hawk. Mm -hmm. And she said, you're going to have to find something and it has to do with your heritage. (laughs) And so he went out in the woods uh, looked under a big log and found a living map. So he didn't have it <laughs> in, in, in 1990. I I feel like he's been sitting on this thing. Like I, I I I would I would go with that. I would I would say that she kind of guided him to it at some point. But no, he just he popped into the back room and grabbed this thing and came back out and was like, "All right, let's look at the living map and consult it." Yeah. He had this. And, I mean, I wouldn't be able to make sense of it. How do you think he found the, it's a, he's a big the missing pages of and that, and that bloody, bloody towel? towel. Yeah. yeah, he's he's been... It was on the map. He's been riding this thing's <laughs> coattails for a while. He's a big uh, ELO fan. Yeah. It's a living thing. It's a living thing. So, you know. It's just, I, I don't know. The, the idea that this is a tool at their disposal when you are... It, what? It's <laughs> funny. He liked it's a living. <laughs> it's a living. Me too. Uh, it, it just seems like if you have this as a tool at your disposal and you are investigating the you know bookhouse boys kinds of stuff, you you use it. You use it. You pop it out. You you pop that thing out and you use it. Yeah, I, I get it. I also get it. Maybe we should thank you. Call Hawk. <laughs> Let's call get, Hawk. Get Hawk on the line. Let's get some Hawk talk. <laughs> Do I need to tweet him? Yeah. Yeah, we'll slide into his DMs. Yeah. Say, what's up? 
Want to talk? Talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess there's nothing else to do except lock this one up by giving it a rating from one to five James Hurley foreheads in a segment called Talking Foreheads. Talking Foreheads. I can't. I just can't. James! Y'all go first. It's five. <laughs> Just five. It's great. It's full. Everything that happens plays out, and it, it doesn't stop being good from beginning to end. Yeah, I totally uh, drinked full <laughs> and, and descended, <laughs> my dude, for this episode of my dudes. Uh, it's five for me as well. Just five. I hate to do this. Uh-oh. To you. Uh-oh. It's the honking, isn't it? <laughs> so that negative 30... <laughs> that he gave the honking. Foreheads. <laughs> plus any foreheads that were accumulated for the rest of the episode brings it up to a square four and a half. Just four and a half. That's a fair square, man. That is a fair square. <laughs> yeah, fair square. Yep. The honking. Totally get it. Jesse? I'm going to give it five. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to give Just it five to foreheads. Five. This is my foreheads tall for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's talking foreheads, babe. Talking foreheads. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, where can the people find you? Absolutely. Okay, so um, I'm on uh, Sign Peaks is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, just search for Sign Peaks. We've got a Facebook group um, that has about six thousand members in it. That they're all really wow. creative. I share more of their stuff than I do my own stuff. Um, and I've also got a podcast of my own. It's not Twin Peaks related, but if there are any parents listening, you can check out Dad Splaining podcast uh for parenting perspective i'm a dad of a toddler so that's uh what i do when i'm not obsessing over david lynch and larry david <laughs> fantastic <laughs> larry david lynch um, but thank you awesome. for your time thanks for joining us hope we can do it again uh sometime anytime bring me back anytime thank you guys for having me what did we miss you can reach out to us at talking backwards pod at gmail.com also on instagram at talking backwards pod patrick you can find us over on the twitter at talking backward tyler anchor Patreon.com slash Talking Backwards for Patreon-exclusive content, merch, stuff. Tyler, you got any uh, Patreon shoutouts? Yeah. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talking Backwards Part 11. Title, I can't remember, but that's not why you're here. You're here to hear, to hear... You're here to hear my latest Egg Devler shout-out. This shout-out goes to Adam Zaland, 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 Z-A-L-A-N-D. Adam, thank you so much for your support. It is greatly appreciated. If you or anybody you know would like their very own Egg Doubler shout-out, please head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards to show us your support and get your very own Egg Doubler shout-out. Anchor.fm slash talkingbackwards. That's home base. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Next time. Zaland, Zaland, Zaland. I don't know. Sounds good to me.